Welcome back. I hope you've been learning a lot about surrender in this very indirect way that we've been doing it. This is session five, and we're going to discuss the heart of the matter today. But first, I want to take one step back and remind us where we've been on this journey. It is clear that you're in there. You're aware of things in there. All we've done is slowly, gradually, very deeply peel back the layers of what you're aware of. So obviously, you're aware of the world that unfolds in front of you. I hope, and I know it's challenging, but I hope you've spent some time to watch from a detached and reasonable point of view to realize that it's true that the world unfolding in front of you has nothing to do with you. If you were not there, it would still be unfolding, right? That's how you, in a scientific experiment, the way you measure what the causal effects are, what the causes are, is you remove them and you see what difference it makes to the environment that you're studying. Well, the truth of the matter is, if we removed you from the moment you are in, the vast majority of the time, and looked all over around you, and not to mention the rest of the universe, there's not a whole lot of a difference. I'm sorry, I know that's tough on the ego. But the truth of the matter is, it's going to keep on going. It's going to keep unfolding. And even the part that you have any influence on is so tiny compared to what's going on everywheres, to the right of you, to the left of you at all times, that it really is a case of egocentric way of looking at things to think that the world is about you, because it's not. It goes on by itself. So we've now established, and we'll talk more about how to work with that, but I just want you to dare to take what we call the seat of witness consciousness and notice that the world is unfolding in front of you without you, in essence, doing a thing, and it will continue going on as it has for 13.8 billion years. Then we came closer in the last session, last two sessions, and talked about your mind. Because the world coming in is not the only thing you experience. You also, while you're in there experiencing, which is what you're doing, you experience the thoughts that are created in your mind. And we went pretty deep with that, and I hope you did well with that, of seeing that, yes, there are thoughts, and no, I'm not creating them. <laughs> they are sort of creating themselves. And that the types of thoughts I'm having are probably quite different, are absolutely quite different than the thoughts other people are having because the cause of my thoughts is different, that I have stored this stuff inside of me, and now that is causing thoughts to bubble up. And they're very specific to me. We will go into much more detail in future sessions about what to do about this. I don't want you worrying about what to do about it right now, because the truth of the matter is, is recognition is not half the solution, it's 90% of the solution. If you are willing to notice that you are not creating your thoughts, that whether you like it or not, they are creating themselves, and then go a step further and realize it's not always so much fun what they decide to create. <laughs> it's not always so easy to live in there. In fact, that's what makes it hard to live in there, is that the thoughts that are being created are not always so comfortable. It is not just the world coming in, and it is not just the thoughts that are being stimulated inside, either self-generated or stimulated by the world coming in. That's not your only experience in there. You have another experience that is very, very powerful, and that is you have emotions. What is the difference between thoughts and emotions? Most people don't separate those. A lot of people don't separate those. I have given lectures where I just call the combination of your thoughts and emotions your psyche, the personal self, the inner world that's going on inside of you, generated by you. That's fine. 
for the purposes of how deep we're going in this course, I want you to clearly see the difference between your thoughts and your emotions. So for example, if I asked you, all right, where are your thoughts? Now, I know you can't point to them. I know they're not visible on this plane, but I've never met anybody that pointed to their hand when I asked them, where are your thoughts? I never met anybody that pointed to their foot, right? And I'll tell you a secret. I've never met anybody who pointed to their heart. They point to their head. Oh, my thoughts are driving me crazy. Look at Rodin with the thinker. He's not holding his heart. He's holding his head, all right? That's where your thoughts are. And when you sit there and say, oh, my thoughts are driving me crazy, just naturally, you instinctually put your hands up in this area because thoughts are generated in the mind. And this is, you don't know, you don't realize how deep you are. You experience mind in this area when you look. It's not that it has to be there, but you look inside and you see your thoughts. You actually see them somewhere. They are actually there. And that's where you look to see your thoughts. And now if I ask you, where do you feel your emotions? You feel jealousy. You feel love. All of a sudden, insecurity comes over you. You feel embarrassment, right? I realize it spreads. There's no question it spreads throughout what we call your aura, right? Where do you feel emotions, right? Well, when you tell somebody you love them, you don't say, oh my God, I love you so much and hold your head. That's I Maron. I'm not doing so good with you, right? You, you sit there and say, oh, I, I love you so much. What happens when they leave you? Oh my God, it's killing me since she left, right? It is in your heart. It is not in your physical heart. Doctors won't find it when they get, and by the way, if you happen to have a heart transplant, you won't get the other person's emotions. Don't worry. It is not the physical heart that you are dealing with, no more than it is actually your brain that is creating your thoughts. We'll get into that more later, all right? But basically, your heart is creating emotions. They come from the core of what we call your spiritual heart, your emotional heart, your energy heart, call it whatever you want. I just want to make sure you understand it is not your physical heart that is doing that because it's not a physical thing that's happened. Your emotions are not physical. You can be standing there in front of me in great joy or in great pain, and I don't necessarily see it, all right? I may see it express itself on your face, but you can go through all kinds of emotions that you don't want people to see, don't you? (laughs) Or you hide them pretty good, but you're still feeling them. They are feelings that you are experiencing inside, just like you're experiencing your thoughts inside, you're experiencing your feelings inside, but they are completely different. They are not the same thing. Let's talk about it. You can come and give me feedback at some point to see if you see it differently, but I've done this for 40 odd years. And when I see the expression of my thoughts, I am the self, the consciousness, the awareness. When I'm experiencing my thoughts, they seem to express themselves. My mind creates thoughts and communicates to me with the thoughts in two ways. One is verbally. That is that voice inside your head that I'm so fond of teaching about, right? It just talks to you. That's the funniest thing in the world. It just says, oh my God, why did I do that? I wish I didn't. Oh my God, I feel so embarrassed. This is ridiculous. There's somebody talking in there, all right? In The Untethered Soul, I go into that in great detail. If you're the one who's talking and you're the one who's listening, what in the world is that about? Why are you doing that? You must know what you're talking about because you're the one who's talking. But that's the relationship. The relationship is I am the consciousness and my mind is talking to me. And that's the truth. And 
I'm sure you realize that all the time. You experience that. A lot of times you say, my mind is driving me crazy. I don't understand. It's your mind. How can it be driving you crazy? But what it shows you is you are not your mind. You are the awareness of being that is aware that your mind is doing things that are disturbing to you. So you have a mind that is creating thoughts, and it expresses itself in two different ways. Your thoughts express themselves, communicate to you in two different ways. One is verbally, and the other is visually. Right? You are able to see things. I had you see a boat. Right? You can see your mother. You can certainly in dreams you see a lot. Or it, it creates itself tremendously. It has the ability to communicate both auditory and visual. Pretty neat. That's a pretty special gift you have in there. Right? It's like your computer. Right? We don't use the auditory so much now with the computer. They're getting voice recognition. Right? But more, more and more, it will be that you talk to it and it talks back to you. Right? It'll give you your hand. Well, your phones do it now. Right? Yes, Siri something, she'll talk to you when it comes back instead of just showing you something. So it is the same thing with your mind. The thoughts can talk to you, communicate verbally, or they can create visual and or. They both can be at the same time. That is not what happens with your heart. Your emotions do not talk to you. It is not like a voice inside your head saying, oh my God, I feel so jealous. The voice does that because you feel jealous. Right? There, there is a feeling, a sensation is what emotions are. That's why we use the word feelings when we talk about our emotions, right? He hurt my feelings. What does that mean? It created an emotion inside of me that was uncomfortable. So you have thoughts, which are verbal inside of your mind and visual, and then you have these totally different things called emotions. They are vibrations is what they are. They don't form like thoughts do. They're not as specific. They're more etheric. They're like clouds instead of solid objects, right? They don't take an objective form. So they come up, and I don't know what to tell you. They're more like wind blowing over you, aren't they? They're more like this this sensation of experiencing a change. I like how Star Wars put it, right? I felt a change in the force, okay? There's just this inner feeling that changes, and you don't know that you're always having inner feelings. You only talk about emotions as though when they go to the extremes, right? It hurt me tremendously. I can't believe you hurt me. Or, oh, I felt so much love. It was the most beautiful thing ever. So yes, there are these extremes that take place in the emotions. Those are the ones that catch your attention. But what you don't realize, you are always feeling something. It is always sort of like your stable state is there is a flow of feeling, of energy, of, of sensation that is going on in your heart. When it drops out, you say, oh, it fell out from under me. Your heart can fall out from under you, can't it? Right? Something happens, oh, it just does that. Or my heart got wings, or all of a sudden springs up. Springs up from where? How do you know it fell out if it wasn't at a given level? So it is not that you are having no emotions the rest of the time. You are always experiencing something that is emanating, a constant energy that is emanating from your heart. You're just so used to it Sometimes you say, I I just don't feel myself. You're not saying I'm thinking the same, right? It's just this general feeling. That's why we use feeling and emotion. They're the same thing. Your heart is always feeding you. Your heart is always emanating something. It is a standard thing. You know, those of you that are into auras and stuff, your aura, what they feel as your aura and see as your aura, is emanating from your heart. That is the visual picture of the energies that are emanating up. So basically, 
it is not just the strong emotions that are coming from the heart. So the first thing we saw is that your thoughts are auditory and visual. You know, they talk to you or you see them. Your emotions, you don't see them and they don't talk to you. You feel them. They're a sensation. Who feels them? When it's all said and done, that's all I care about, <laughs> right? You may want to make your emotions be different. I don't care. I want you to know who feels the emotions. Because when you say, I don't feel myself, how do you know? I'm going to every time come back to you and say, how do you know? My heart hurts. How do you know? Oh, I feel so much love. How do you know? And the answer, you get real mad at me. You eventually just say, I'm in here, stupid. I'm in here. And I am aware of what is going on in here. And I'm telling you, I'm going to pranam to you and touch your feet. Because that's as high as it gets. You're, you're concerned about the emotions because you can't handle them. I'm concerned about you because that's who you are. And I don't want to teach you how to change your emotions, how to make this happen or that happen or never feel this. No, that's not what I'm going to teach you in the rest of this course. I want to teach you how to be you while the emotions go through their natural changes. Because if you can stay seated in the seat of self while these different shifts are taking place, we have a name for that. And it's a very high one. Become, it's called becoming established in the seat of self. So the emotions can change. You notice them changing. But you don't go anywhere. You're the one who notices this. You're the one who hears the thoughts. You're the one who looks out through the eyes. Who is this one? This is the one that it's all about. There is no spirituality anywhere except in the seat of self. The seat of self is spirit. And spirit, spirituality is about spirit. So when you sit back in that seat, it's not a mental seat of, I need to watch my emotions. No, that's the mind trying to watch your emotions. It is literally the awareness of being, being aware of what is going on. Well, why is that so difficult? <laughs> Obviously, you are aware of what's going on. So the first thing we establish, we already went pretty far, right, is to realize that thoughts and emotions are different things. You hear your thoughts, you see your thoughts, you feel your emotions. You don't feel them like your sensory system. They're not like touching your skin, right? It's not part of your tactile system. It is an inner experience. And I told you, you if you pay enough attention and you watch it happen, it is like water coming over you. It is like wind blowing past you. That's the type of feeling or sensation that an emotion has. Well, wind can be very comfortable blowing over you. A gentle breeze is, oh, it's just beautiful. Wind can be frightening blowing over you. 90 mile an hour hurricane winds blowing at your face. Do you understand that? So a force field is also an experience. It doesn't have to be a thing. It doesn't have to take form. So the heart is closer to spirit because it has taken less form. All right? It is more etheric. Your, your thoughts are a given form. They're talking about a given object, okay? They call them thought forms. That's what we talk, all right? So there, there they are. Or visually, they took form. So they're not form like the physical world. That's solid form. That's solid stuff, all right? That's made of physical stuff. Inside, they are mimicking the physical world. Even the voice inside sounds like the voice outside. <laughs> Somebody talking to you, right? So your mind is much closer to the outside world Plus, that's where it came from. I told you that. You held this stuff in there. It comes in, okay? So, but the heart is a little more etheric. 
the heart is more sensitive. The heart is much more sensitive than the mind, which is why we have trouble with it. All right? But things that are gentler, that are softer, that are less form, it is easier to make water ripple than it is iron. <laughs> okay? All you have to do is go, and the water ripples. Okay? It's easier to make air ripple than water. Right? The more etheric, the less solid or formed, the more energy level that something is, the easier it is to make a change, to make it move. Like light is very sensitive. When we, when we put our telescopes out to receive signals, to receive light from light years, you know, thousands, millions of light years, billions of light years away, my God, we're dealing with such sensitive vibrations, all right? It is the same thing, not, not, it's the same thing with your emotions. It is more sensitive, the energies that are being picked up and that are being emanated by your heart. So, kind of fun to talk about the heart in it. Okay, we got some starting positions. Now, unquestionably, when the heart moves and emanates a different energy, your mind will start talking. I told you, those guys are in cahoots. <laughs> okay, your mind will start talking. And by the time we're done with this session, you will understand why. Why that happens. Why, even though they have nothing to do with each other, they are separate, the heart and the mind, right? It, it's almost like if, I'll tell you, Let's say we have springs around here. We have lots of springs in the area where I live. It's really beautiful. People dive. It's one of the big cave diving places. There's so many springs. You go down to where the spring, the source of the spring, and there's going to be water bubbling up from that part. Okay? When that water hits the surface, it creates ripples and all kinds of stuff goes on. It's very different than when it emanates from its source. The same thing is happening with your heart. Your heart gives off energy releases emotions of a given vibration rate. They bubble up. You don't have to do a single thing. You don't have to sit there and say, oh, I feel jealous. I better think about it. Yeah, you wish. Because <laughs> then you could decide not to. No, what happens is the energy emanates from the heart. It bubbles up and surfaces in your mind. And that is literally what is happening. The root of the mind is in the heart. What is going on in the heart ends up in the mind. You don't have to do it, all right? We talked, you could, you could sit there and say, but you talked about last time that these samskaras, these impressions that you stored are trying to release energy that is causing the mind to happen. Yes, and those samskaras are stored in your heart. That is where literally, and where do you see how powerful that is? The stuff that you shoved out of your mind went somewheres. It did not dissipate. It went down further into the core and source of the energy flow, which is where your heart is. So it came closer to your heart. So it's, it's very beautiful to talk about this stuff because most people don't ever understand anything. This is what most people know about their heart, right? Get it away from me. It is dangerous. It is too sensitive. It is scary. I would rather live in the mind. The mind is a place the soul goes to hide from the heart. Period. Somebody hurts you, you feel this emotion, you go right to that mind. He didn't mean it. He didn't mean it. No, it's okay. He, don't, don't take it so personal. That's if you're a spiritual person. Otherwise saying, oh, I'm not going to put up with this. I'm not staying here like this. No way. I'm getting at it. In other words, you're telling your heart, I'll take care of it. The heart's the little sister. You're a big brother. I'll take care of it. He'll be sorry he did that. Right or wrong. Okay, you go right to the mind immediately whenever the heart is doing something that you're not comfortable with. But notice 
when I, and we'll talk about all this, we've got a number of sessions left, believe me, we'll get into this very deep, is you're in there, you're the one who's doing this. If I say to you that the mind is a place the soul goes to hide from the heart, as you grow, you will see how deep that is, how real that is. You are the soul, you are the consciousness, therefore you experience what's going on in there. One of the things you experience is that these emotions are coming up, right? You're not real good about that. Do you understand that? <laughs> okay. And because you're not good about it, you don't feel all that comfortable. So when you're not comfortable about something, you want to do something about it, right? Outside, if something's not comfortable, you try to change it. So inside, you try to change it. And you do it by going into the mind and letting thoughts be created that when you, the consciousness, are receiving those thoughts, you don't have to pay attention to the heart. <laughs> they distract you. Your thoughts distract you from your emotions. Do you understand that? The thoughts distract you from your emotions. So basically, as we get into the heart, I want you to remember some basic things. First, you are not your heart. I'm sorry, I know it sounds so romantic that the heart is the core and it's so beautiful and I give you my heart, all right? You are not your heart. You are the experiencer of your heart. You are the consciousness that is aware that these emotions are taking place. When love shoots up inside of you, right? And you say, I am in love. What you are saying is, love is coming up from my heart, bathing me. I'm in this ocean that's bathing me. But I'm not the love. I am the experiencer of the love. And I didn't even talk about loving you. What really is happening is, while you're there, for whatever reason, and believe me, we'll get deep into that reason right later, whatever reason, when you're there, my heart starts to emanate this flow of energy that comes up and overwhelms me. So I'm experiencing this beautiful energy, but I'm so stupid, I say, I love you, instead of saying thank you. <laughs> okay? Thank you. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. If you stay, that's beautiful. If you don't, thank you. That's how love lasts. But what you do, I'm letting the cat out of the bag, I'm early here. What you do, you don't do that. You sit there and say, I wasn't feeling love before. That's got to do with you and your heart. I mean, that's got to do with everybody else, all right? This is an energy flows coming through your heart. I wasn't feeling love before. Somehow, I don't know how, we call it chemistry or the physics between, I don't know what it is. But anyway, somebody showed up. Whoa! This thing opened up. By the time we're done with this class, you will understand why that happened, right? You may not like it, but you will understand why that happened. And basically, that person in front of you, or dog, horse, doesn't matter, you understand that, okay? That something happened and it caused this heart to start emanating energies that are really beautiful. It can do that, can't it? Really beautiful. And you in there are the recipient. Remember, I said you were the end user. It's kind of nice to be the end user when that's going on, isn't it? All right? I am the person that this beautiful energy, I'm not the person, I am the being, the essence, the consciousness, the awareness of being that is now aware of something beautiful. And what you tend to do, we humans do, is we take it down to form. We sit there and say, therefore, now that I'm ergo, now that I'm feeling this, it must be you who's making me feel this, therefore you better stay. And it starts becoming personal, and we start clinging, and don't go talk to him, you're supposed to be talking to me, all kinds of stuff go on. You know, you know what happens if I feel all that love and you go talk to somebody else? I don't feel love anymore. You understand that? I feel jealousy. That's just another feeling. Love and jealousy, they don't come out of the same place at the same time ever, do they? 
<laughs> okay? It is a shift in the emotion, in the emanation of energy that the heart is releasing. You did that. You don't understand you did that. Okay? And you will do it every single time until you learn not to do it. All right? It's, all, it's like a child learning to ride a bike. They don't know how to do it. They're going to fall down. There's all kinds of stuff going to go on. Human beings don't know squat about their hearts. You understand that? If it opens, woo, they go grab something outside. <laughs> they try to possess the thing that made it. They, that, I'm not going to say it made it open. It was simultaneous. You happened to be there when this thing opened. All right, we'll talk about why it opened and why it doesn't, why it closes. But what we do is try to, same thing as the mind, we try to cling to that outside that caused it to open, and we try to push away and stay away from anything that makes it close. So now we're where I want to go a little deeper. All right, so first, I don't want to teach you something. I want you to realize something you always knew. You're the one that's in there. You understand that? I can only share with you what it's like for me to be in here. It's the same for you in there, okay? You're in there, and you experience your thoughts, and you experience your emotions, and you are not your thoughts, and you are not your emotions, right? I forgot, I didn't say that in the last session. I want to get this down officially in writing, right? There is not a single thought, not one single thought that emanates in your mind that is you. In fact, there is no thought that's more you than any other thought. If you sit there and think, oh, there's dotted lines now, I guess I can pass. Or you sit there and think, oh my God, I'm not sure if he loves me. What should I do? This is so, they are the same. They are exactly the same. Just like in the beginning, I told you, I'll hold a picture up in front of you. Do you see it? I'll hold another picture in front of you. See it? Hold another picture in front of you. See it? And then I asked you, which one is you? What kind of question is that? <laughs> and then there are pictures that I'm looking at. Not one of those pictures is more me than any other picture. I'm the one who's looking at the picture. It is exactly the same way your thoughts. Not a single thought is any more you than any other thought. It is something your mind is creating and you're looking at it. You're the one who knows that you're saying, oh, why did he do that? What am I going to do? Maybe I could leave. I don't want to leave. But Go get your melodrama going, right? fine. You just, you just change the TV channel, you know? So you turned it to, you know, the edge of night or general hospital, whatever you all got nowadays. In my day, I liked it. In my day, the soaps were as the world turns. I always thought that was hilarious, right? While the world is out there in the middle of space, spinning on its axis, this is what you're doing with your mind. <laughs> okay? That's a perfect name for it. So your heart is not you. Sorry. The poets like to make it very romantic. Why? Because if you're caught in your mind, the heart is a more beautiful place than your mind. It's just like if your thoughts are more positive, that is a nicer thing to experience than if your thoughts are negative. That doesn't mean they're you. If I hold up a picture and it's pleasant to you, I hold up a picture and it's caustic to you, right? Yes, one's nicer than the other, but they're not you, right? You're the one who's experiencing them. So this is the essence of the most important thing you can learn. And by the way, we're little by little edging into living from a place of surrender. What is surrender? Surrender is the willingness to let go and realize your thoughts are not you. None of them are me, okay? That's not a surrender of a thing. It's a surrender of a misunderstanding. I'm willing to let go of the, the falseness that I carry inside myself that these thoughts are who I am or that this body is who I am or that the car is who I am. Clothes make the man. They do not. 
<laughs> right? What clothes do is make the emotions and the mind think better about myself, therefore the emotions feel better. Do you understand that? So my experience inside is nicer. I will give that to you, right? But I'm the one inside, clothed or not clothed, wearing rags or riches. Doesn't make any difference. I am the self. I am the Atman. I am the soul. Not I have to find my soul. I am. That's what I am. I'm the one who's experiencing this. So coming back to the heart, the heart can open and close. That's the essence of how I like to talk about the heart. Do you know that? I don't care if you ever studied yoga. I don't care if you ever meditated a day in your life. There's no one I ever met that doesn't understand their heart can open and close. That there are times that their heart is open. That they are experiencing a more uplifting state than other times, right? And there are times when that heart is closed and it's very hard to deal with and it's painful and it's difficult, et cetera, et cetera, all right? That heart changes its state, doesn't it? So if you understand that, I now ask you the next question. What do you mean open or closed? Does it have a door? And when it's open, what happens? I know if I open the blinds, light comes in. If I close the blinds, it's dark. What is it that happens when your heart opens? And what is it that happens when your heart closes? Why does the heart open and close? This is, this is the entire thesis and lecture on the heart, right? Do you have one? You got a heart? Have you noticed it can open and close? Have you noticed it's rather nice when it's open and it's rather not nice when it's closed, right? How does it open and close? What makes it open and close? If it has a door or blinds, why do they go up? Why do they go down? Because I'm telling you right now, if I told you to open your heart, you wouldn't have the slightest idea what to do. Right? That's all. <laughs> okay? That heart opens and closes on its own, doesn't it? And it does not just total open, where, oh my God, I'm blown away. I fell in love. I, I don't care where I live. I'll live outside in the tent as long as I'm with her or him. Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. Okay? Better be careful about that heart. It, it lies a little bit. <laughs> it, gets, it gets a little energetic. You get a little carried away with the energy, don't you? Okay? Or it closes. I don't ever see him again. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about the kids. I don't care about anything. I don't ever want to see him again. I want to talk to him. I can't believe he did that. Oh, boy. Boy, let's go listen to that and see where we end up. Do you understand that? Your heart is a thing. It emanates vibrations of energies. When it is closed, you don't feel that strength. You don't feel those energies. You don't feel purpose. It's just ugly. It's just hard. It's, it's uncomfortable. That's what it is. The closed heart is really uncomfortable, isn't it? It can feel like a rock inside your chest. I feel like it's just heavy, right? You don't want that. So in order to not experience that, your mind starts making up stories of what to do. I'm going to leave him. He'll be so sorry. Do you understand that? That's what's happening. Don't get embarrassed. Don't not own this, right? That is, you're not even doing it. It's a process that's happening. So when the heart closes, the energies don't come up strong. They're, they're cold and people go into depression. That's a total closed heart. What is depression? No energy flow. It's a low energy flow. Your heart is closed. So that was the mind talk about. At the epitome, right? I don't even know why I bother living. It's ridiculous. It'll never change. Feels like it'll never change, doesn't it? Whatever state the heart's in, let me give you a secret. Whatever state the heart's in, it feels like it's going to stay that way. Even though you know your whole life it doesn't stay that way. Every time it goes somewhere, it's just you're so lost about your heart, right? So if all of a sudden it's closed, people talk about suicide. There is nobody who ever committed suicide that their mind didn't tell them to. 
Do you understand that? Right? The mind just does the little rap that I just told you. This is terrible. I can't live without her, and I don't want her anyone. Nobody likes me, and they're pricking on me, and it'll never stop. And the thing, I, I don't even want it. That's what the mind says, doesn't it? That's not you. That is the mind expressing the state of the heart. Do you understand that? Now you see that the root of the mind is in the heart. All right? So that when the heart gets closed and there's no energy, all of a sudden the mind tries to exactly. People think I'm against the mind. The mind's trying to help you. You just gave it this ridiculous job to do. Your mind is trying to come up with thoughts that will make you feel better. Well, why would suicide make you feel better? I don't need to answer that. Do you understand that? If it got that bad that you can't live with it, it seems like it will be better. Anything is better than this, right or wrong. So that's the extreme. Then leaving people and changing your life, that's another thing you decide because your heart's not okay. Everything you're doing is because your heart's not in a state you're comfortable with, even if you don't know about your heart. It's driving the whole thing. It's the heart of the matter. It's the core. What about if your heart is in a state? I don't want to be around. You're just as dangerous. Because <laughs> you think it's not going to change. Oh, I found this job. I'll move. I'll do anything. I'll leave my husband. We can live without each other. It's fine. I'm so excited about this job. I'll come back in a week or a month or a year and tell me about it. Something is going to happen that that enthusiasm and excitement that is pouring up through your heart is not going to stay there. All right? There is a reason that the heart opened about this job, about this person, about this situation, about having a child, about moving to Europe, whatever it is, right? There is a reason that that heart opened over that, and we're going to get there in a moment, okay? Whatever that reason is, ain't staying. Anything that's happening for a reason won't stay because it's conditional. The world keeps changing. Your mind keeps changing. Everything keeps changing, doesn't it? Okay? So therefore, if you can point to a reason that your heart is open, I feel sorry for you. If you can point to a reason your heart is closed, don't worry, it'll change. Okay? If you let it, it will go about its business. The world keeps... You just don't understand your heart. I hope I'm pointing that out to you, right? That's the first part I want to talk about. You don't understand your heart. You just react to it. (laughs) Nobody understands the heart but a great being. They haven't spent that time working with it. They just run after it. Right, either run after or run away. All right. So this is the core that this concept of the heart opening and the heart closing. What does it mean it opens? Now we're going to get to a much deeper place. I said to you that your experience in there is three things. You experience the world coming in, you experience the thoughts of your mind, and you experience these energies, these emotions that come from your heart. The truth is, but I didn't want to bring it up in the beginning, but we're ready now, there's a fourth thing you experience in there. But most people are not aware enough, subtle enough, to not get lost in what's coming in through their senses, lost by what their mind's doing about it, and lost by the reaction of these emotions from their heart. So while all of those things are distracting you, you can't experience this fourth thing. And that is, there's an energy flow, chi, Shakti, spirit, you call it whatever you want. And I'm not being metaphysical, and I haven't changed the level at which we're talking. Because the whole time we've been talking, I was talking about your experience of being in there. So you understand you do get distracted by the world that comes in. And you do get to, you, the consciousness, get distracted by the thoughts that are generated and by the emotions that come up. By the time I give you all three of those, bye-bye, 
You're not even there to talk. You don't, if I try to talk to you, you're busy with those. <laughs> you can't even see past it when I'm trying to take you past it. You understand that? Your mind's reacting, your thoughts don't like this, emotions and so on. When you quiet down enough, and this is where meditation comes in and so on, when you quiet down enough, you will realize what it is that's flowing through the heart. It is an energy flow. There is constantly an energy flow that flows inside of you. Like I said, it goes by many names. Spirit, Chi, Shakti, and I'm sure many, many more that I don't know, okay? And it flows up inside of you. But it can only go as high as you let it. And most people, it doesn't even make its way into the heart most of the time. A little bit always goes through. Like I said, there's always a sense, I'm okay, I'm myself, right? There's just a normal flow that's happening. There are times where it becomes much stronger. The, the reason the energy is blocked inside is because of these scars. That stuff that you couldn't handle from your past, that you shoved away or tried to cling to, took form because you held it in there, inside. And now when the energy tries to flow up, which is its natural state to flow up, it can't because it hits that stuff in there. And when it hits the particular blockage, that blockage manifests and you start feeling those emotions that are associated with what you stored in there. You start thinking those thoughts that are associated. I mean, I'm telling you deep stuff here, right? In other words, this is like a computer in there that's doing something and you're just lost in it. You don't understand the process of what's happening. You are not in charge of your emotions. You aren't in charge of opening and closing your heart. You are not in charge of your thoughts, are you? Okay, just try to meditate once and see how little control you have in there. The entire inner environment is what I'm telling you. It is the dance of Shakti. It is the dance of Chi. The energy is trying to come up, but it can't because you put these energetic patterns. They aren't real things inside. They are, remember, they were the renderings that happened in your mind about what was happening outside. And then you pushed it away. So there are literally energetic patterns that are blocked inside of you. Those block the flow of energy coming through your heart. Makes me want to cry when you look at you straight. Those block the energy flowing through your heart. Those block the energy flowing through your whole system. That is your chakra system. That is the whole energy system that is flowing inside. Most people don't experience it. You, if you will follow these teachings by the time we're done, there will come a day where you know what I'm talking about, and most of you already do, where there is so much energy flowing inside of you, it is like the rush of holy waters. There's just this constant upward flow that's flowing through your entire system, shooting out the top of your head, out your third eye, and out your hands and palms. You become a being of light. You become a being of energy. That is when the energy is free to flow. It is not blocked by these personal blockages. We're gonna discuss this when we get later on in the course. But the importance of talking about it now is I can't explain to you why your heart opens and closes or why it has doors that can open and close and why certain situations open and close your heart unless you understand why it's not open. And the reason it's not open is you shove this stuff down there like the Hoover Dam, okay? And as you do that, it affects the energy flow. So what happens now is your normal state is you have all these samskaras, all these blockages stored in there, the energy like a river, okay? And have you ever watched a stream or a river? There are rocks in that river. Where does the water go? Around them. 
right? It goes around them. And as it goes around them, it creates eddies and currents. And it has to go over them, right? It creates disturbances in the force, in the flow. But it finds its way around, doesn't it? That the main flow, that is what is happening inside your heart. That is what's happening inside your energy system. The energy is trying to flow. It can't because it's blocked. So it's trying to find a way. It's trying to literally tiptoe through the tulips. And if it finds a way around what mommy did and around what daddy did and about that time when Ben said this to you and how that happened and just curves its way around, a little energy will come up that can feed you. And so you feel, how are you feeling today? I feel okay, right? It's a game I used to play. You want to know spirituality? Ask somebody how they're doing. They'll say, okay, not too bad. It's been worse, okay? It'll get better. I feel good. That's a positive person. It'll get better, right? They don't say ecstatic. I do. I make a point. Everybody has sound ecstatic, <laughs> right? It blows them away. It's true, right? What kind of an answer is I'm doing okay? What kind of way is that to live your life? That means enough energy made it around your blockages to where you feel a certain amount of upliftment, a certain amount of joy, a certain amount of whatever, right? Until what happens? Until something from outside comes in and stimulates your blockage. Until Ben, your ex, the name gets said, just in a movie, anywhere, I guarantee you don't feel the same as before it happened. Your heart has changed, right? There's this... Right? It's very subtle sometimes, isn't it? I don't want to talk about the big changes. I want to talk about the subtle changes. How, how subtle are those changes? Somebody's talking to you. While they're talking to you, watch your heart. Every word they say, it shifts. It is so sensitive. It's so open to us. Yes or no? You ever notice? <laughs> right? There's stuff going on in there, isn't there? You're not disturbed by it too much, so you don't pay a whole lot of attention to it, but sometimes you do. And if they say something and it starts to get a little disturbed, your mind says something. Right? I don't agree with that. I'm going to tell them when he stops. I don't agree with it. Why did I say that? Right? What kinds of things go on in the universe? Why did I say that? Because it didn't feel right. It doesn't feel right at all. Oh, that's so beautiful. Your heart is sensitive. And it's sensitive because it has all these blockages there and it can't find its way around them without hitting them. And so if the outside situation, I'm really teaching you why your heart opens and closes. Pay attention, right? Otherwise, what you're going to do is let the opening and closing that you don't understand run your life. And I'm telling you, it will run your life. If you are sitting there talking to somebody and they start talking about a subject that you have stuff about inside and your heart starts to hurt, you are walking away and you are avoiding that person in the future. Do you understand that? They are not your friend. If somebody starts talking to you and it starts opening you up and it starts being comfortable and you start feeling some better energy, right? They are your best buddy. I just made a new friend. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And what are you saying? I'm being true to myself. That is not yourself, right? That is a blocked energy pattern. That's all your psyche is, is the result of all those blockages with energy trying to flow through it, causing the heart to change and causing the thoughts to change. And you're back here so lost in that that <laughs> it's really funny, but it's not funny. It's sad. Again, Buddha's first noble truth, all of life is suffering. You're in big trouble. You understand that? You know, blowing my ear will follow you anywhere. It's criticizing me. I'm out of here. That is not a way to live your life. You won't go anywhere. You're just going around in circles. 
You understand that? There's no purpose. There's no intent. There's no direction to your life. You're just letting, that is actually what it means to have karma run your life. Why? These samskaras are from the past. They are things that happened to you in your past that you were not able to handle. So you store them inside of you. Now they are determining your present and they will determine your future. God, I just want to stop. It's so important. Do you see that? Right? They're going to determine where you go, who you live with, who you marry, when you get divorced. You're not determining that. They are determining that because they are determining how you feel. They're determining what is coming up that is feeding you or blocking you and your thoughts will exactly go where that is. If that heart opens, wait till you see those thoughts. All right? I've met people that I sit there and say, no, I don't like motorcycles. Young lady, I like motorcycles. I don't like that sort of thing. All of a sudden she falls in love. Man, I love motorcycles. It's really great. I just didn't understand that part of me. It was like, oh my God, this is so neat. so exciting. Yes or no? Come on, you've been there. All right? All the heart has to do is shift the amount of energy or type of energy patterns that are flowing through it. Most of you are bye-bye. You're leaving your husband. People leave their kids. <laughs> just like, oh my God, they met the golf pro. I'm not judging. Do you understand that? Don't judge. Just understand that literally they were perfectly happy with their relationship. It was years, this and that. And all of a sudden they're taking tennis lessons and the heart goes, He's, he's a tennis bum, he's fun, he's free, he's not like my husband goes to work all the time, right? It's like all of a sudden, whatever it is, that heart opens. It reminds me of when I was young and I, I dated this guy and he was a little radical too, a little bit of a rebel, right? Ooh, he's turning me on, right? That's what that means. It means your blockage got stimulated. It was a positive one. Therefore, the heart opened more. Therefore, the energy was able to flow. And now you honestly believe something has happened and people actually leave their family for the tennis pro. Do you understand that? Okay, all right? And there's nothing wrong with it. You know, do your thing, all right? But understand, like I said, you can understand at some point, this is not about judging. It's not about right or wrong. This is not about what you're supposed to be doing and not supposed to be doing. This is about are you willing to look and see that you ain't doing squat. It's happening to you. You think you're free, you are not free. You're free to follow this garbage, right? And when you say, no, I, I want to be free. I want to be free to do what I want. You don't even know what you want. You don't even know what you will want tomorrow, right? It is whatever this heart is going to do is going to shift your energy patterns and then your mind is going to follow and you are bye-bye, all right? It's like a drug. You're just gone. That's going on inside. And people honestly believe, but that's who I am. I'm being true to myself. You're not being true to yourself. You're being true to the lowest part of your being, which is by definition, why is it we call it the lower self? Why is it the lowest part of my being? Because many things happen to you throughout your life. Most of them you could handle. Some you couldn't. They were either too positive and you clung to them, you couldn't let them go, or they were too negative and you couldn't let that in and handle it. So they are the lowest part of your being because they are the part you were not mature enough or evolved enough to be able to appreciate as an event that took place in life. So it became a scar. It became a samskara. That was, samskara doesn't mean scar, but it really does, all right, in a sense, right? An inner, inner pattern that you stored inside. So now you have stored this thing inside. It, by definition, is the lowest part of your being. It's the part you couldn't handle. It's the part that you weren't in harmony with. All right, now you're, that part is completely out of harmony with life. Why? Because it's busy about what happened then. 
Well, it's not busy what's happening now. It can't even experience what's happening now. It is just getting, the, the past is getting stimulated by the present. And now you're following it. Now it's causing the emotions to change and it's causing the thoughts to change. Does everybody understand? This is so essential. My entire purpose of teaching this course and taking this time to do this with you is right there. If nothing else, and I'm not telling you what to do about it, we'll talk about things you can do, right? You can free yourself from all this. But if you don't, you won't, right? This is what is going to run your life. And every once in a while, I stick an eye in there, ruin your life. <laughs> you understand that, right? That is not a life. It's arbitrary. It just any moment the heart can open, it can close, it can go lukewarm. There are people who get married and the next day wonder why they did it. Lots of people. Do you understand that? There are people who have trouble making decisions. I told you why you have trouble making decisions. What you're trying to see is how it will make you feel. Should I marry this person? Should I not marry this person? I feel so sorry for you if you think you're going to make a decision because there is a part of your being that wants to go out and be free and so oats more. And there's a part of your being that loves this person and when you're with them feels all of this and so I don't know what to do. Of course you don't know what to do. You don't even know who you are. What right do you have to be picking who you're going to marry? We don't know who you are. So there are lots of you in there. Not you, there's only one of you. But there are lots of patterns. You know how many patterns there are? As many as some scars as you have. If all of a sudden you have this beautiful pattern, pattern flowing through you and somebody says bicycle and your sister got the bicycle, red bicycle, you wanted the red one, you got the green one, right? From 20, 30 years ago. I'm telling you, you're having dinner with your fiance. You're not enjoying the dinner because the subject of red bicycle came up and that is going to affect your feelings toward this person. Do you understand that? Whatever is going on in your heart, there are patterns that the energy can flow through, lots of them. That's why you feel you have so many personalities. That's why you're not sure what you like and what you don't, and a part of you likes this and a part doesn't like that. There are thousands of parts in there, but there's only you. You're the one who experiences all of those. I feel so sorry for people who are trying to make life decisions without understanding this. You're, you're making your decisions based on the wrong part of your being. When we're done, you can understand there is a deeper place you can come from, and you're not going to have problems with decisions. You're not going to have problems with things changing and getting all lost because you keep changing inside, because there is a seed in your being that does not change. The Bible crisis, and they really, this is very deep. All these teachings are really Buddhist teachings. They are Christ's teachings, right? That's not where I got them. But when you grow enough, you will realize, my God, this is what they were teaching. He says, if thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be filled with light. If an eye be dual, how great then is the darkness within thee, all right? One way to understand that is when you achieve the state of the single eye, the single being who's watching all these different things back there, you're centered. You're clear, you're free. When you don't, and your, your sense of being is split amongst all these different patterns, they're just patterns, you understand that? They're not personalities, but they might as well be, literally. You're one person around this friend, you're another person around another friend, you're another person around your parents, you're another person around your husband, you're another person around your boy. Oh, I almost said boyfriend. <laughs> it's like, you got all this stuff going on, and you dress differently, don't you? And you talk about different things, and you feel at home with all of them. Of course you do. Because if the energy is flowing through the blockages in a given way, it feels right. Every single time, in every single situation. 
you understand that? Then another thing happens that causes the energy to shift, but blockages it's flowing around, right? Such as going home to your parents, right? Then all of a sudden, I've got many people who tell me that are getting on the path and practicing these teachings, the young, young students and stuff, who say, I was doing great. I felt totally different. Then I went home. I felt like I was still in high school. All the patterns came back. I felt the same resentments. I felt the same. That's what's happening. Please listen, okay? It is because the flow of the chi, of the shakti, that is passing through the energy system, when it passes up through the heart and it hits these blockages, it needs to find a way through. When you go home and you be around certain people, it stimulates those memories, those blockages, those sensations. Therefore, the energy starts to flow that way and you just don't even know who you are. That's why people don't know who they are. And then they say, I need to find myself. In other words, I need to pick which of these is me. None of them are you. None of them are you. Please don't pick. Don't pick which of these that are not me or me. Just like I showed you, none of your thoughts are more you than any other thought. You are the one that's experiencing the thought. There's not a single thing about this energy patterns that keep shifting. They do keep shifting inside, don't they? All right, it's a problem, isn't it? <laughs> okay, it's a problem to know what to do when all that's going on. None of them are you. You are the one that is aware they are shifting. You are the one that's aware that when you went home, the patterns felt like when you were in high school. You are the one that when you're around your husband and your kids feel a certain maternal and commitment type thing. You're the one that when you're out with the friends, right, and they want to be a little bit wild, right, just think, oh, I feel so trapped in there. I don't, you didn't feel trapped in there when you were in there, right? You don't know anything. <laughs> it makes me cry. Do you understand how important this is, right? None of it is you. If you are picking one over the other, you're just going to end up in the same place. So what happens is, listen to this, what happens is a given blockage becomes strong. You got divorced, you're not comfortable, you don't have anything to do with people, you're not going to go out, you're going to date, I don't know, whatever it is, right? That becomes what we call the predominant, prominent blockage. Therefore, the energies have to shift completely around that. Next thing you know, you're getting into things you never got into before, right? Things are interesting you didn't interest you before because the energy needs another way to flow. And yet you still sometimes feel sadness that you lost that family life, that that was there, but you're rebelling. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. I don't need to spell it out, do I? Everybody lives in there like this. I'm telling you what's going to happen. It'll get strong in one direction because it's the only direction it can flow in. And what you'll do is betray the other part of you. You'll pick it. And then because you picked this one part, it will be where the energy is flowing. The other part over time will start to feel more and more left out. Just like your wild side felt out, your paternal side will feel left out. And all of a sudden, it won't feel right anymore. It will feel like, oh, no, I, I really want that. I didn't realize how much I would miss that, right? And if you do it, it will then feel, oh, my God, what, I, I really like that. Wild. You won't know what to do, all right? So what is the answer here? The answer is understand your heart. Please understand your heart. Your heart is a chakra. It is an energy center. The energy comes up. And when it tries to pass through the heart, it hits the blockages. And therefore, it manifests as these issues and problems. I'm going to describe to you now what an emotion is. I'm making a distinction between the core energy flow and an emotion. Very few people understand this. Okay? Make believe you walk up to a stream, a river, a stream, that's flowing with no impediments. There's no rocks in the bottom. There's no anything. It's just a clean stream right? The water's just going to flow. 
right? It will not have eddies. It will not have rapids. It will not have currents, okay? There's nothing causing that. It will just be a clear vector stream of energy. That is what I mean by the core energy flow. That is the Shakti flow. That's the pure flow. If I go up to that flow and I put one rock in it, what's going to happen? All of a sudden, there's a current. All of a sudden, there's an eddy. All of a sudden, there's a spray, right? It's caused a disturbance in the force. And just one will cause that to happen, won't it? What sprays off of that rock is what you experience as an emotion. Because it's noisy, because it sprays off, because it causes a current, because it causes an eddy, you understand that? It causes a ripples, right? Those ripples are louder than the quiet flow. Therefore, your attention gets drawn to the ripples, and therefore you feel it as this release of energy of an emotion, okay? The current that's still flowing underneath, you don't feel that anymore because you got distracted by the emotions. So what, that's why I told you originally there were three things you experienced in there. The world coming in, the mind's thoughts, and the emotions. I didn't say anything about the energy flow, about the core flow. You have to get quieter and not get distracted by those other three things to realize that there is something quieter going on underneath, which is this pure flow of energy that's getting disturbed by the rocks that are in the water, which are your samskaras, which are the blockages that you stored in there. And in this particular case, when it hits a rock, that rock is stored energy. It knows all of the patterns that were 20 years ago, your emotions, your thoughts, everything. And when it hits those, it shifts in that direction. Literally, you can walk into a kitchen, smell a smell. You're in, if I could measure your aura, your heart, your the entire thing changes because it smelled like what your mother used to cook, that thing. It's a smell, right? All of a sudden, this whole change will come over you. Your heart will get softer or harder, depends on how you did with mom, all right? Right or wrong. This, you don't even pay attention, right? What you do is you sit there and say, oh, honey, I want to have a kitchen like this. You don't even realize what else is going on, all right? Or I want to go back, I like when we ate over there. You don't have any idea what happened, right? All that happened is the smell came in, it stimulated the samskara to blossom, to open up, because it opened up, the energy flow moved around it in a way to release its patterns into the energy flow, and you felt what it felt like to be with mommy when you were six years old cooking together, right? And you got soft and you felt love and your whole mood changed. That is what your moods are. Do you understand that? There are no moods. The yogi has no moods. In the end, we're going to talk about what it's like to get clean, to get clear, to live in a state where that's not going on, right? There are no moods. The mood is how high is high. And that's all that's going on all the time. When you clean this stuff out. But while you are filled with this, you are going to be thrown back and forth from open to close, to feeling this, to feeling that, to being, yes, I want to do this, no, I don't want to do it. Just moody, 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 moody. Every single one of those moods is an energy shift in these patterns. So what you find out is, from a, let's do it from a yogic point of view, is the energy comes up, if we can make it past the lower chakras, we're going to talk about that, the energy comes up, and it can do one of three things. It's either blocked by the samskaras, trying to go into the heart, then you don't feel your heart. A lot of people don't feel the heart. I'll never forget. I had, once I gave a lecture like this here in this temple, and uh, we were outside, a little gathering outside after services, and a professor, a very, very intelligent professor, came up to me, beautiful soul, and he said, Mickey, I, 
I don't understand what you mean by the heart. I said, what do you mean? He said, I, I don't feel anything there. I said, you've never felt anything in your heart? No. Wow. <laughs> okay. And I made him, I, I believed him, right? He was serious. I said, well, this is what you need to do, right? And need to not listen to your mind, but try to pay attention down here. Three weeks later, he came back. He said, that's the first time I ever felt anything. Like he literally was so lost in the mind that no energy came up into the heart, right? It was just, I'm not living down there, right? I'm an intellectual. And that's what, there are people like that. I know you're going to understand that, right? It's that far gone. So one possibility is that the energy comes up and it can't make it into the heart. I've pushed everything down there. I don't even, people don't want to feel their heart. It's too sensitive. I just want to be intellectual or be analytical, okay? This is, this is a problem. Emotions are a problem, all right? So they block the energy with these samskars, with these blockages. The second is that you are more open than that, right? You haven't shoved so much, all the stuff down there and you're not pushing it down all the time so that the energy can come up, but it's blocked because you have these blockages. So it creates moods, it creates these sensitive shifts we've been talking about, but every once in a while, something lines up just right. As you get quiet, lines up just right where somebody's in front of you, let's do it as a person, Somebody, it could be a house, it could be a car, right? But somebody's in front of you, and somehow the way they look, the way they smell, the way they talk, their energy patterns, right? Just something about that, when it comes in, stimulates and moves around, rearranges some scars, all right? The hair looks like my sister's, and I really got along with my sister's, and oh, those are the glasses that I almost bought, so they're really a lot like me, okay? And it's this, and it's that, and blah, 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 okay? And what they're saying is, oh my God, you know, people told me nice things about you, and I was really excited to meet you, and now I see you're, it's way beyond anything. I thought, oh my God, the words are right, the hair is right, the glasses are right, everything, you're not thinking this, it's just happening, that it's hitting the samskaras just right, and they shift around, to where the energy can come up, all right? And when it comes up, it starts to go out. Now we're talking about a very sensitive subject here, right? It starts to go out. Ever felt it? Ever felt your heart connect with another person? Literally, as if there was an energy pattern that was tying the two things together. People learn, people that are in love can just sit there, not even talking, and that's just happening, right or wrong. It's really beautiful, isn't it? Okay, it's like, oh, the sensation of that energy pouring out through the heart and connecting with somebody. That's something else, right? But to a yogi, and I am, I'm sorry, okay, for 40 years, right? Well, there are higher chakras. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, if the energy goes out there, how exactly does it make its way past the middle of the fourth chakra into the other chakras, right? And you realize the chakras are like a, a T-pipe. There's an entry point. It could be blocked. There's a horizontal way out. The energy can come out, and if it can't go higher, it's going to go out, right? And it's going to start to connect. Now, I know as human beings, we like that, and I'm not taking it away from you. Believe me, I'm not talking against human love. I just want you to understand there's stuff way higher than that, and I mean way higher than that, okay? So it's like, do you live your life for your food? No, I come on, man, there's higher stuff than food, all right? There's real gold in them here hills. You understand that? Way beyond. Doesn't mean you don't experience that. It doesn't mean it's not part of it, right? But people who sit there and say, that experience of that connection, that's the meaning of life, they're wrong. 
That's like saying food is the meaning of life or sex is the meaning of life, right? Yes, these are beautiful things. You understand that? They're not the meaning of life, are they? <laughs> okay? There are higher and higher centers that you're capable of experiencing. So when the energy comes up to the middle of the heart, I always teach that the heart chakra has a midpoint below, below, and then a midpoint, and then above. When the energy comes up and you open enough, but I taught you the reason you opened, there was a reason. It was her hair. It was her glasses. It was the word she was saying to me. It was that she's just the right height to, oh my God, I've always wanted a person just as tall as me or short as me, whatever it is, everything, right? And plus your friends have told her all kinds of good things, told you all kinds of good things about her, right? And she's really, oh my God, what do they say? She likes you, that's, that's great. Or if your friends have told you, oh no, you don't want to be with her and you met her, you wouldn't be doing this. Every single thing has to be exactly right. Do you understand that? For that heart to open and for that energy to flow out like that. That's why it does it. It's not the chemistry. It's the some scars. All right? It is the, if you had met him three days earlier, it might not have happened. You didn't see the movie that now it reminded you of. I'm sorry to tell you it's that shallow, but it is. <laughs> okay? You got this stuff. You know it is. You know that you have that connection. And all of a sudden, somebody walks up to you and says, Paul, are you serious? You're interested in Paul? You go talk to Sally what he's like. There's no way you're feeling that next time you see Paul. Do you understand that? One word. I hope you're embarrassed. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this is shocking to talk like this, isn't it? But it's true, isn't it? It's completely, utterly true. And you're not paying any attention to what's going on. So the impressions that are left inside of you are blocking the flow of chi, of shakti, that can come up through your heart. Sometimes, though it's rare, you know it's rare, right? It will be just right to where it shifts around and the energy is free to come up. It got past your stuff, <laughs> okay, whatever it is, right? But I'm divorced and I got two kids and all of a sudden he says, you know, I found out that divorced women are the best people you can met. They've already learned the errors that could take place, right? And I've always wanted a family, right? But I, I just haven't gotten, I don't want to do it myself, right? If so, I, I would love to adopt her. Oh my God, you are going to feel such love for that person. Are you, do you understand that? It is matching your patterns. And if it matches your patterns, your heart is going to open. If it does not match your patterns, your heart is going to close. That's what open and close mean. I have blocked my heart. I am stopping blocking it for a moment, okay? I let the doors in. I'm doing it, okay? It matches me, therefore it opens, so the energy flows out and it pours out to another person, and you're gone. That's all. Goodbye, bye. And we're talking to you. <laughs> right? You're not even here anymore. You left, didn't you? Right? So you just go bye bye. And then the moment that person does something that does not match your samskaras, the moment they slurp their soup the way Uncle Paul did, you understand that? And you did not like Uncle Paul. In fact, he's in jail. Okay? That is strike one. That that doesn't feel so much love when he slurped his soup. In fact, you might even say, darling, could you please not do that? It, it really rubs me the wrong way. I'll bet it does. You hear me? And I'll tell you, even if he stops slurping his soup, you are one step closer to not feeling as much love as you did before because your heart learned to close around this person. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Now, because you're amazingly deep and great, I'm going to go one step further, which is that energy flows out. It can flow out for a while. 
I love it. I want you to have love. I don't not want you to have love. I want you to have love all the time. I'll teach you how to love and have all the love all the time. It's not going to happen that way because you still have some scars in there and at some point something's going to happen. Do you understand that? Somebody's going to, even somebody dies that really meant a lot to you, right? And, and your husband said, I, I, I can't go, sweetheart. I can't go to the funeral. I've got this important meeting. Oh my God, I, but this is so important to you. Do you understand that? I mean, you'll resent that. You're going to resent that for the rest of your life. You hear me, okay? That's what you're playing with fire. If you're playing with these samskaras. So the energy goes out and it makes a connection with the other person, right? And the same thing can make a connection with you. And you actually, you ever heard the expression, people become attached? We became very attached, right? They usually said it in a negative way, right? I'm too attached to him, right? You're literally attached. Your energy flows out, connects with the qualities and properties of the other person and actually flows back and made it around a blockage inside of you. You had a blockage. This person helped you get around that blockage. I used to think people couldn't, didn't like me, that I was very homely looking. And he, oh my God, he, he always admires me and he stares at me. I, I, I feel uncomfortable. It's unbelievable, right? I don't feel homely anymore, right? I don't feel that weirdness. Like I, was, I always felt like an ugly duckling, right? And I, you have just let your energy go out. It can't make it past your samskara. It bypassed like a jumper in an electrical circuit. You put a jumper on. It went out, in, and back on the other side of the samskara, right? You are now attached to that person. If that person starts to leave, if that person starts, if you start even thinking about losing that person, you will feel that some scar again. You will feel the ugliness. You will feel the fear that you used to feel, right? In other words, you've tied your energy flow to somebody else. I know the poets make it sound romantic. It's really beautiful. I am interested in taking you to a place that is so much higher than that. Then share. I'm not saying have a relationship, right? Wait till you get rid of all those some scars and you are filled with love. It's just brimming through you. I tell people, you want to have love? Wave your hand in front of your heart. If you don't feel ecstasy pouring through your being every time you cross that chakra with your heart, right, you haven't done your work yet. That's how hard it is to have love, right? It is the core of your being. It flows naturally inside of you. Now go share it. We'll talk about this in the last session, how to live at that level. By all means, right, share the beautiful love you are feeling period, no attachment, no need, no tit-for-tat type stuff, right? Just, I'm feeling this love, you want to hang out? Fine. It showers, it's welcome to it, right? You want to leave? Of course it will be somewhat difficult, but I ain't losing the love, because I didn't get the love from you. You understand that? I didn't need you to get me around my samskaras. I did my work on myself. Now you're understanding the heart more than you want to, aren't you? <laughs> okay? This is the human heart. When, I said, it, it's like a tea, a plumbing tea. Energy comes up, it can be blocked. You let it in, it makes it around certain things, it can start to go out. Okay? And you do that. There's another level right, where it's unblocked enough to where it makes it through. And when it makes it through, you've now moved out of the human heart into the spiritual heart. That higher part of the fourth chakra you will start to feel God. You will start to experience what the great saints and everybody, you're no longer human, right? You will start to feel love as a natural thing within itself, not love for somebody, just love itself is feeding you inside. God is in my heart. This, this tremendously beautiful energy is feeding me. Once you open your heart to that level, and now we know what it means to open your heart, to stop closing it. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not, it's natural state is open. 
right? The natural state of, of, of a water flow is free. If something's blocking it, don't worry about making the water flow. Just remove the blockage. That's spiritual purification. That's what this is all about. As you remove those blockages, the energy will start to flow past, and you love will be every moment of your life. It is not something you need anymore, something you look for, it has nothing to do with another person, it has nothing to do with what job you're doing. You will feel love, inspiration, all right? And we're getting to the end of the session. I have a lot more to say, but we're getting to the end of the session, right? Why? But what you will find, right, is that your state of your being loves everything you do and loves everyone you see and loves every job you're doing and you're inspired by every... You have to hold yourself back all the time. Why? Because the energy's feeding you. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that leaveth the mouth of the Father. In other words, you don't live off the stuff that's coming in from outside. That's not what's causing your energy to flow. It is coming naturally from its source. Right? Very deep in it. It's really beautiful. Okay. I hope you'd enjoyed sharing the heart. It's not as romantic as some people would share it with you, right? But I guarantee you, if you pay attention, love will become your natural state. And that's what the heart's really about. Your heart is really beautiful. It feeds you. It's your friend. So basically, we'll continue this. We'll do more with the heart as we get into later sessions of how you work with these things. But that's the end of session five. I look forward to meeting you back in session six. Thank you.